This is episode 41, and this is Jacqueline Sanders-Blackman bringing you one slide at, the, at a time, and the slide that I want to focus in on is the Gherkin approach, the Gherkin approach to user story scenarios. Now, just right at the bat, I like Gherkin. Gherkin is a format, if you're not familiar, um, it's a format of taking a scenario and it uses certain a certain format in order for you to identify scenarios. And it's easy to infer that if we're talking about scenarios and a user story type framework, then those users, those scenarios then can be used for testing scenarios. And that's a safe kind of uh, traceability between the acceptance scenario and then the actual acceptance testing. But I have one caveat. And that's why this whole series is labeled Agile Secrets because what looks one way on the surface, sometimes there's just that one little nuance that can make a major difference. And, and what I'm going to share with you is my experience. There's a great way to use Gherkin, but the one caveat that I would say is that differentiate between acceptance criteria and acceptance test. What I've seen teams come up with is that they see Gherkin as a way that, hey, we can combine acceptance criteria and acceptance tests and do it in one step. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with, with Gherkin, again, this is just a quick snippet. There is a lot of extensive information out there about writing Gherkin. And I'm, I'm so I'm, that is in itself this isn't going to be a deep dive into Gherkin. The basis of Gherkin is that you take something like a feature. That feature, of course, then gets broken down into user stories. Within your user stories, you have acceptance criteria. And then an acceptance criteria may have multiple scenarios associated with those acceptance criteria. So... As you can tell, I'm not saying that Gherkin is the acceptance criteria. The scenarios within Gherkin, I've seen where one acceptance criteria might have multiple scenarios. So, for example, one of the acceptance criteria is needing the ability to put items in a shopping cart. Your scenarios might be, you might put one item in the shopping cart. The next scenario is you might put two items in the shopping cart. You might have a maximum number of things that you can put in the shopping cart. You might max out at a certain number. So you do a scenario that tests at your max scenario. You might have a scenario where you put something in, but you want to change the quantity or you put something in and now you want to take it out of the cart and delete it uh, altogether from the cart. 
those now we're going into the happy path and we're going into the alternate path. So therefore, again, you could have one acceptance criteria that has many scenarios. The other part is, is when you sometimes just focus on the scenarios on the other hand, but you don't have it, don't take the opportunity to make sure that just from even a readability perspective, that the business can see those high level bullets of those things that eventually will break out into multiple scenarios and just use those bullets to kind of scope what is included in this story. And then in a second step, look at once you narrowed in on what are the acceptance criteria from a business logic perspective, from a business language perspective, then you can get into the technical and the mechanics of the scenarios. Because I've seen some very extensive scenarios and if you're not technical, they almost start to look like pseudocode in themselves. And especially from a business person's perspective. And typical Gherkin, the framework used is these keywords, given, when, then, and, but, and then the expected outcome. So given, when, then, and, but, so those are the exceptions and or uh, multiple uh, givens or multiple wins and multiple thins. So I've, I've literally seen uh, given win statements that say given and and when, when this, and, and there might be multiple wins and then there might be all, multiple thins and before you know it, you have 25 lines for one scenario. That's a lot for a product owner to try to digest, especially if we didn't anchor it off of just the highest level, just stating what is it overall that we want to identify as acceptance criteria for that story. In addition to your scenarios, oftentimes you also have to get background information. What are the precursors or the prerequisites um, and what is ultimately the end state? With some people who know uh, a previous format known as use cases, um, that's what Gherkin starts to feel like. You're taking use cases and you're identifying the happy path, you're identifying the alternate paths, all the different exceptions um, and deviations from that happy path. And, and again, it's good to have your product owners to be a comfortable understanding Gherkin and being a part of the conversation around Gherkin. But I've even seen some teams that require the product owner to write the Gherkin and in some cases, I've seen them be very sorry that they asked because that is in and of itself. It's kind of a technical, mechanical 
approach that doesn't lend itself to business language. And for the product owner and the product manager, their focus should be representing and being the voice of the business and the customer, not the the technical formatting of the scenarios and pseudocode and test scripts. You need the other members of your team. So if you're using this to compress multiple roles into one and thinking that you're saving time or money, you actually could be setting yourself up for not um, having robust testing and test scenarios. And on the back end, you're going to pay for it because what's not tested will be found by the customer or once it's in production. And as we know, it's much more expensive when you find it later and not sooner. So, first of all, I, I encourage you need to differentiate between your product manager, product owner, and their language and their identifying the acceptance criteria. You need a separate role for as in a, a tester that may can both write the Gherkin and then translate it into the test scripts. Gherkin feels a lot more like test scripts um, and testers who do that uh, in other methods and uh, frameworks will be very comfortable with the given when then. And then the test or QA person coming back with the product owner, reviewing it with them, walking through it with them. Um, at some point they might get comfortable, the product owner reviewing it, but uh, they may always need that, that extra walkthrough. And then at the end, you having the, the, the final um, test testing scenario. I've even seen Gherkin that was so tightly written that it actually was pulled in and was part of the uh, pseudocoded foundation for automated test scripts. And again, I've seen teams try to shortcut it, but you need to have the right person in the right level writing it. So again, Gherkin is great for looking at scenarios, examples, paths, happy paths, alternate paths, and those going down those various paths ultimately helps you test the acceptance criteria. Did we forget anything? Is there um, anything else that we need to consider around the acceptance criteria? And this is why you do want the product owner. You don't want to write the, the gherkin and just because it's being written by the test team doesn't mean you don't want it reviewed by the product owner because you might find yourself going down a path that is out of scope or expands the size of the story beyond what the real expectations uh, of the product owner. And you want to open that door for some feedback. If we can cut back or pull out some of that gherkin and make that part of the scope of another story separately. So there's my, my answer and, and my uh, perspective on gherkin. It's a good thing, but 
hear my cautions and um, heed those. And um, that's all for this episode. Thanks. Bye.